Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Welcome along to Help I Sexted My Boss. Helpful advice for the daily struggles of modern life. Well, that was the plan. Until Jordan turned up. Just so you know, the gin and Dubonnet can make William and Jordan say a few things that some may find a little bit offensive. If that's you, go and find some eggshell emulsion, stuff it on the wall and watch it dry. Hiya, and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, where we aim to answer your 21st century questions and find solutions to everyday dilemmas, like how long should you dunk a digestive in your drink, or where is the love? Where is the love? And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexed your boss? But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hansen? We're not. No. William Hansen is the UK's leading etiquette expert. I'm more down to earth. William just hates everyone on earth. Well, that's probably a fair assessment. I, I think it is, actually. And the more I interact with the general public, the more I think that's true. Um, we must apologise for last week's episode where we were a bit, uh, we can't even say squiffy. I think we were a bit beyond Scriffy. We were shit-faced. Thank heavens we've sobered up for this one. What? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Well, we, we were recording in a very warm studio. We were rec- and we had a few before we come on, didn't we? Yeah, we decided to go for a drink beforehand. And that's not good beforehand. It's not a good idea. Which leads me on to my next point, right? Right. We hammered the G&Ds last week. Yep. So I think we mix it up a bit. Now, last season... Oh, no. We tried... And failed. ...the Green Hulks. You weren't keen, were you? Um, no. We both did our own separate videos for... Our f- I'd rather Tony Blair shows. were Prime Minister again, I'll be honest. Oh! Right. So I've got a bit of a show and tell for you. Hmm. I have... Ma- I think I you're have- going to show me and I'm going to tell you I don't like it. I have managed to find this, right, and... It looks like your dog's done something. It does, it's in a plastic... But I, I am so shocked I managed to find a bottle of this in London. It's took me a while, I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, I'm about to show you. Can you tell me what this is? 
Well, it's a glass bottle, slightly squat and, and rounder in the middle. A bit like you. It's called Bene- Benedictine. Benedictine. This okay. is liqueur underneath. Uh, it's got that little stamp like on there. Like a faux wax seal. It's got a wax seal. Faux. I'm going to tell you about This was very expensive, right? Everybody that's... How, how much is that, Jordan? This was nearly £30. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is a lot. It's cost me £30. It is in London, right? This is a lot of shops I've been in. Good Lord. De Bonnet's cheaper. Yeah, De Bonnet's a lot cheaper. £9.10 and Waitrose. I'm going to tell you a story now. In the First World War... Oh, God. Some soldiers from Burnley brought back a bottle of Benedictine. From? France. Right. When they was at the Somme. And ever since, Benedictine has been famous in Burnley. That's a bit of a myth, right? The real story is, from what I'm told, it might not be true, is that a lot of troops from Burnley and East Lancashire and Accrington Way robbed loads of Benedictine, Okay, It's a French liqueur. Sounds more likely. And uh, they brought it back to Burnley, and ever since the First World War, it's been a popular drink in Burnley. It was actually a question on QI. The most Benedictine drunk in the world is in Burnley. You can get this in the Miners Club. You're not going to like it. It's a Labour club. It's for the Miners. They were very, very much on the pickets during the 80s, which we should just avoid. So I am going to make you a famous Burnley drink. Never mind your... Gin and the Bonnet. Which you love. I do love a gin and the Bonnet. I'm going to make you a Benny and Ott. A what? A Benny and Ott. Weren't they the cat and the mouse? So, no, it's a Benny and hot water. Oh, my God. So, if you're ever in Burnley, you need to, and you're listening now, you need to go into... Mine, oh, hang on, I've dropped my lid. <laughs> you need to go into Miner's Club and get a Benny. Right, smell that. So, this is a Benny and Ott and... I, a Benny, what, what's the hot bit? I have got some hot boiling water here. Well, no, it's either hot or it's boiling. Well, it's hot. Because okay. hot and boiling are separate things. Well, it's just been boiled, a boiled kettle. Right. Let me have my moment here. I usually have a Benny and Art when I'm on turf. When you what? On Turf Moor, the football ground where Burnley play. Right. It is the coldest ground in the UK. It's really high up in the Pennines. And the wind whips round it. Have a Benny and Art, you're all right. So I'm going to pour you a Benedictine now. Good heavens, that's a lot. I'm going to pour you one. Right. I'm going to pass it to you there. You've served it to me in a mug. Try. Yeah, so it, thanks for that. It is in a mug because it's, it's not. Try your first ever Benny and Art. Who should we toast to? Oh, someone from Burnley. <laughs> someone from Burnley. Did you ever watch the Safe Style UK adverts? No. That says you buy one, you get one free. You uh, buy one, you get one. No? We had ITV tuned down to much television. Oh, right. Uh, I know who we should toast to. A famous mm. Burnley fan, Alistair Campbell. I say can't it. bring myself to say his name. Say it. I don't him. Okay, try. To be fair... I wouldn't say that's terrible, but it's just like drinking a slightly sweeter peppermint tea. That's exactly what it's like. Isn't it lovely? If it was a choice between this and a Green Hulk, I would choose this. Would you? Yep. It's a Benny and Ott, and it's bloody beautiful. Benny and Ott. Oh, you clinked. Mm. Well, I thought we'd be in common. Um, I've got a show and tell for you now, Jordan. How much did I use there? Christ. Jordan? Go on. Oh, you've brought a show and what tell do you as think well. This is? That is, is a um, flannel wrapped in a ribbon. 
Uh, it's blue. Yeah. Or as we'd call it, azure. Azure. This is my teaching cutlery. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And in here is all the cutlery I teach with. Do you know what this is? A fork. Yes, but what type of fork? A small fork. Yes, but what type of fork? A small silver fork. It's a salad fork. A salad. Do you actually have forks for salad? Yes. Have you ever forked in your life? Many times. And what do you think uh, this is? It's a very small fork. An even small, thinner fork. That is... How many tines does it have? That's the technical word for the prong on a fork. How many tines does it have? As if you've got... A, is this how much cutlery there is in the world? No, actually, there is actually more. There's, right. This is the specialist cutlery. All of these... OK, so this is a strawberry fork. There's so many... Cut, that's a straw... You actually have a fork for strawberries? Yes, because strawberries... You know the strawberries we have today? Yeah. Big and red? Yeah. Never used to be like that. Were they small? They were small and light pink. And then they were genetically modified to be big and red. Get away, bit really? Like carrots were never orange, but that's another Do you story. know what we have in our house? Mm? A knife, a fork, a big spoon. Might have a soup spoon if you're lucky, if you're doing well for yourself, and a teaspoon. And do you not have a chocolate spoon? Oh, my God, let me look at that. Is that a spoon for chocolate? Yep. That looks like something a dentist has. Uh, do you have this one? Soup spoon. Uh, it's a type of soup spoon. A cold for, soup spoon. Yes. Is it? It's bou- bouillon, we call it. Bouillon. Bouillon. Right, I, I wish you could see it. I am looking at so we'll, many we'll pieces. We'll take a photo and put it on our Instagram. So many pieces of cutlery. What's that? That's a bun fork. I beg your pardon? A bun fork. For a bun? Yeah. How do you, how do you spread? For serving. So it's oh. taking it from the plate onto your thing. So all these pieces of cutlery I ordered off eBay because I, I teach all this different type of cutlery in my mm. private classes. And uh, I thought, well, I should order these and so I could have them rather than using the pictures. Yeah. And I knew what I wanted. And I knew what design and what era I wanted. So within 15 minutes, I had ordered pretty much all of this. And eBay then closed down my account. And it then said, suspicious activity detected. <laughs> Now, I had to phone... And this is a true story. I had to phone someone in the Philippines and explain what the hell a strawberry fork was. <laughs> and they went, and why do you need a strawberry fork, Mr Hansen? And I said, well, because I'm an etiquette coach. Well, that opened up a whole new debate. And for 25 minutes, I was explaining to someone in the Philippines why I needed a grapefruit spoon and various others. And uh, then they reactivated my account. Really? Yeah. So you bought all this and they thought it was suspicious activity. What's... Well, I didn't buy all of this. Some of these I have already, like this. This is a butter spreader. Oh, yeah. I've seen one. Of... This yeah. is a... A grapefruit Just... spoon. No, it's not. It is. That's a teaspoon. No, because it's got a sharper point. Oh, my God. Right, what's this then? That's an ice cream fork. That's a spork. Well, it's now called a spork, but it's an ice cream fork. I have seen one of them in KFC. That's a spork. Don't take that. Well, that's... Solid silver, so I don't think it is... That is a spork. What's this? This is a soup spoon, isn't it? Yeah, a bouillon spoon. How funny, I bring Benedictine in and you bring in loads of knives and forks. Grapefruit spoons. This is The the client I've got afterwards is one that booked me before we started this podcast. Oh, God. We stopped trying to make out just because your career's gone dry that it's my fault. Anyway... If you want our help with something, then remember you can send us a message on Twitter or Instagram at sextonmyboss is our handle. 
Do we even say handle these days? Is that a bit old? No, I think I think no, that's a bit basic. Yeah, I've been saying that a lot. And that's no. coming from the person that has grapefruit spoons. Yeah, no, we don't say handle, do we? You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexandmyboss.com or you can write to William Hanson who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sexandmyboss.com. This episode is all about neighbours. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. I've not watched it for years. I don't think it's about the television show. You're joking. Uh, I didn't have neighbours growing up. I've said it before. My neighbours were cows. I think that explains a lot. We didn't really live near anyone. Yeah, I think that explains a lot about you. Really? Why? Yeah, because I had lots of neighbours. Well, we talked about this. Oh, it's because you kept having to move. Yeah, we moved a lot. And yeah, I grew up in an environment where you all knew your neighbours. Yeah, they did. I used to go. I used to get sent down to go. My mum never. Because you were all related. My mum would never buy a potato peeler or a masher. Yeah, our favourite meal was sausage and mash. So I used to get sent round to neighbours to go and get a potato peeler and masher. How common is that? Does your mother need me to buy her a potato peeler? And She's mash? got loads now. We're doing really well for ourselves. But yeah, at the time, um, I love the fact that in Burnley, the barometer of doing well for yourself is having a potato peeler and a masher. And now it's an octub in your back garden. My parents just had two warming drawers put in. Two what? Warming drawers. What are they? For plates. So you can have hot plates. How our lives differ. Mm. When I was younger, we played out with our neighbours. We all knew each other. My brother and I used to do reproductions of Jane Austen novels. What? Oh, no, were they Jane Austen? No, we, I think we did a Charlotte Bronte. Jane Eyre. What, how has this got to do with neighbours? Well, because we didn't have neighbours to play with. I'm going to ask you some questions yeah. on neighbours now. Okay. Uh, first of all... Do you think now, in this day and age, is it mm. still good to send food around and introduce yourself to new neighbours? Um, if you live in a in a suburb, then yes. Yeah. Well, but I think if you live in a... I think there is a difference. So I live in flats and have lived in flats for most of my adult life. Yeah. Since I moved out with my parents. I think in flat living, you don't know your neighbours. Whereas I think when you live in a house... In the suburbs, you are supposed to know your neighbours, and I think that's the big difference. Right. That's the difference between you and I. Mm. Because when I moved to London, and this is... I'm, I'm not playing up to the whole... Not, I introduced myself to my neighbours, because that's mm. what you do. I think you introduce yourself, yes, but there's a difference between saying, hello, my name is William, to, hello, I'll come round and sample your dumplings. Okay, yeah. If you're moving in somewhere, introduce yourself to neighbours. I got some of my neighbours, when I lived in Manchester... The flat directly opposite. I got I got an antisocial behaviour order put upon them. Sure. Oh, you got them on them. I got them evicted. Oh, I thought. They... No, you never. Yeah, I gave them an asbo. Shut up. How? I, I got asbat involved. Antisocial behaviour action team. Is that an actual thing? They would have the most almighty rows, and then she would lie in the communal corridor and then bang the door with her feet and scream and there was a little dog involved and this happened almost every night it was like an episode of Coronation Street that's not what I was paying good service charge for so I phoned Antisocial Behaviour Action Team and uh, had to record a noise log (laughs) and I bet you did record a noise log yes and uh, one thing led to another and they were evicted so do you know what we do where I'm from Mm. which would happen a lot on army estates if someone was being loud my mum would go over in her leggings and flip-flops, bang on the door and say, shut your face because I've got four kids in bed and if you carry on, I will batter you. Right. 
And we probably handle it differently where I'm from. That's how we do it where I'm from. The questions are coming soon, but now it's time for your favourite bit of the podcast where Jordan and I have a bit of a vocal rest. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. So, we know that today's questions and dilemmas are all about neighbours. Everybody needs good neighbours with a little understanding. I always get mixed on this, but you can find the perfect blending. That's when... Could you read the question? Could you just get on and read the bits? Become home and away. Wrong programme. Closer each day. But as usual, we don't know what's coming next. These are all questions and stories sent in by you, the wonderful Gian Neighbours. Gian Divas. This is from Matt in Southampton. Oh, good Lord, Matt in Southampton, not one that believes in brevity. Hello, chaps. Recently moved into a new apartment and haven't really had an opportunity to introduce myself to my new neighbours. Despite my lack of introduction, she's been at my door more times than I... I'd anticipate any neighbour. 10pm, Sunday night, just settling down for a nice early night. I go and answer the door to my neighbour, asking to borrow a potato masher and peeler. They moved in next to your mother. Shut up! Is it say that? Does it actually say that? It does. Uh, if I had one. Holding back my laughter, I passed them over and she borrowed them. Washed them and brought them back the following day. A day later, it's 9pm, I just got out of the shower. The doorbell rings. Aya, my daughter's phone isn't working. I wonder if you could have a look at it for me. I happily obliged and sorted the problem. When does my niceness stop and do I ignore the door because of these requests? I don't even know the woman's name. She's 30 years plus older than me, so perhaps I have a cougar living above me. My mum's convinced she's after me. Help. She's so after you. WTF. Well, I would say probably initially it was an innocent request because she didn't necessarily know what you looked like. She's well, well after him. And who answers the door in a towel when they're in the shower? Well, I think he probably didn't help the situation. As if he says potato masher and peeler. What the... Maybe he's moved next door to your mother or into Burnley. This isn't my mum, is it? Do we need to tell your father? Oh, is this... Like, what other neighbour borrows a masher and peeler? No, we've never lived in Southampton. <laughs> we've never lived... Right, um, uh, she blat- I, I, think, I think you need to turn off all the lights, hide under the sofa. No, I think she blatantly fancies you, but you need to give her the um, the wrong signals. Don't give her the right signals. Maybe when you next answer the door, 
have quite a lot of the village people playing in the background. <laughs> a bit of Britney. <laughs> and that probably will <laughs> <give>. <laughs> Have your hair wrapped up in a towel. <laughs> I'm doing the YMCA. Yes, thank you. I know. No, um, I've got a good one for this. Yep. You need to give her the wrong thing. You need to make it clear, but not in so many words that you're not interested. So how would you do that? Oh, yeah, no, you, you'd love to meet my girlfriend. She She's coming over in a couple of weeks, or boyfriend. But, yeah, no, we've been together a, a lot of years. I'm actually thinking of taking the next step. No, 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 I'd never cheat on her or anything with a neighbour. Try and avoid her is my answer, and tell her that you're not interested, basically, but not saying them words. I'd, are we giving good advice this series? I don't think we are. Right. Here's Olivia. Before we start with Olivia, I finished my um, Benny and Art, so let's have a gin and a bunny. Okay. I'll pour you one. Okay. Uh, this is Olivia. Where I live, I have a parking space, my very own parking space, for me, no one else. I don't have a car, but my partner does, and so the space is occupied a fair amount of time. However, on an increasing basis, the space is being filled by people who definitely aren't my partner. How do I deal with this flagrant disrespect to my parking space? Ooh, this, see, right, can I just say, up north, didn't it, this isn't even a problem. If it's your drive, it's your drive. You do this, you're southern, because I can't be asked for it. Well, you could put a cone in the parking space. No. Look, what, what's she saying? Definitely, um, how do I deal with this flagrant disrespect? Flagrant. How do I deal with this flagrant disrespect to my parking space? If you've not got a car, Olivia, then what's the big deal? No, I don't agree with that. Do if you you're not? paying for that parking space, it's yours. You get to decide who parks in it and when. This is another thing. You could put a little sign up, delivery imminent. If you are, this is another thing, right, mm-hmm. that leads me on, and people are going to be blown by this because I didn't know this till I moved to London. Lucky people. Right. If you own a house in London, bearing in mind you've paid loads for it, you still have to pay every year to the council for your parking space at your house. Ridiculous. Honestly. Well, I don't know. I don't drive at the moment, so um, you I have to know. Right, in your flats, if you had a car, you and Mikey would have to pay for that space. Well, that's fine. You live there! Gosh. This next question is from Lizzie. Did we even answer that question? Probably not. I'm about to go over to a neighbour's for a welcome dinner party. We've just moved in. I'm not worried about the food. I'm not worried about awkward silences. I'm not worried about getting a bit too tipsy. But I am worried about one thing. Taking my shoes off when I go to the door. Do I do it? Or do I walk through with shoes on? What I would say to this, Lizzie, if they are living in a Buddhist temple or a mosque you probably do want to remove your shoes. But if they are living in a domestic house, unless your shoes are caked with mud, you keep them on. Oh, we disagree again. Right. I've always been brought up, you take your shoes off. My Were you brought up in a temple or a mosque? No. My whole childhood, literally, I promise you, was my mum screaming, Shoes! Shoes off at the door! When I went into my mate's house, he took his shoes off. Mm-hmm. I went to visit my... F- Did you have carpets? Yeah, we had carpets. Oh. We had carpets. And That's we had all I'll say. My, oh, my God, what's wrong with carpets? My mum was so obsessed with this. My mum, she was like, oh, she used to have a- Were they wall to wall? What does that mean? You know, were they right to the edge of the wall? Yeah. Right. And she, my Carry mom, on. My mum had a run-through that she used to take down. Anyway, recently, 
I went to visit my friends Chris and Sam who have just had a baby and I, as soon as I come in I took my shoes off I remember it she went oh you don't have to take your shoes off in this day and age you should at least ask no take and your shoes off and if you are going to be one of those hosts that insist I hope there's a little chair or a little puff you could sit on <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I used to have a little puff that people could sit on and I still I still have a little chair now I've moved that if you are going to insist on people removing their shoes or when we are leaving the house and we're putting shoes on no, you can I, sit on the chair. I don't know if it is, and I hate to go into the whole northern. I think it's a northern thing. You take your shoes off. If you go into someone else's house, you take your shoes off. Producer Ben agrees with me. You take your shoes off. Can you imagine going to Buckingham Palace and going, "I'm so sorry, Your Majesty. I'm just going to remove my shoes." Of all places, if you go into Buckingham Palace, you take your shoes. You don't want to drag dog shit in through Buckingham Palace. You're never be invited back again. Oh my word! When my mum and dad were having their house done up. She actually bought those little blue things. Well, that's for fine work. if you've got builders in. Yeah, yes. she was like, she went and she made them put them on. Well, that's fine for builders. If I go round to my friend's house, I will take my shoes off. I think, I think you're, that's the etiquette. If you're around someone's house, take your sho- you don't walk in someone's house on the carpet. Well, we'll agree to disagree. You don't walk in... From an etiquette point of view, if, if you're going to make people take their shoes off, have a little seat. If you're not sure... Ask, but I would. I never get my guests to take their shoes off. If you're going to someone's house, take the shoes off. You've never, no, actually, you've never asked me to take my shoes off. No. Do you agree with sending your neighbours Christmas cards? No. Oh my, are you serious? No, not unless you've spoken to them and you're actually friendly with them. No, my literally, my mum sends the whole street love from Wendy Grayman boys at number thirty-two. Oh, what a waste of money! Do you not send your neighbours Christmas cards? Not unless I know them. Even we don't even know them, but we send them Christmas cards. I think that's a waste of money. Oh my god, we literally live and in time and effort. That is, I'm, I hate to do it again. That is such a southern thing, isn't it? No, I'm not saying that because southerners are listening. Because no, no, I'm not saying that because the southerners are listening that send their neighbours Christmas cards. That's such a William thing to do. So if you're going to remember anything from this podcast today, I think keep your shoes on unless you're asked to take them off. Take them off. I think you need to remember just to be civil to your neighbours at best. Try and be friendly and say hi to them, send them a Christmas card. Um, And uh, probably don't answer the the door in a towel. Yeah, I agree with that. Don't answer it. Whether your neighbour is male, female, single, married, your type, not your type probably answer the door at least in a dressing gown or a toweling robe I can't believe you didn't have neighbours we grew up all my neighbours were our friends we used to play out together sometimes go around for tea sometimes used to sleep over even though they live like four doors down right well different worlds yeah don't forget if you want our help with something then you can tweet us or you can see pictures of our beautiful faces our gin and bonnets or anything like our strawberry forks perhaps uh, you can see them on our Instagram and Twitter they're both at sextedmyboss the reason why I don't like him reading this bit is he's actually ten times better at doing this <laughs> he should, he, William should read all the right go on uh, you can email us too the address is help at sextedmyboss.com or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead and paper you can write to me as well the address is on the website sextedmyboss.com and if you like help I sexted my boss share the G and Diva love with your friends and give us a review on iTunes a very good day to you a very 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 good day to you sir